Neil, I got a question for you. Do you wait more than 10 minutes for someone? Or is it more like 15? Depends on traffic. Yeah. This is The Irishman. All right, the tape is rolling, the light is on, and you're in the two-man booth with Nick Good and Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast reviewing The Irishman's Martin Scorsese's newest Netflix epic, three and a half hours. Most expensive film? His most expensive film, His most is expensive it? expensive film, yeah. Wow, because like of all the, the de-aging technology sure. and all that. Yeah, it was like... Eh, a lot of, lot of um, period sets, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we moved through, I guess, five decades, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. I got confused sometimes where we were, but... <sighs> yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, this movie came out, I think, last week on Netflix. It was released in select theaters before that. Yeah. Um, they maxed out, like... Because what I, from what I understand, okay. they were trying to, re, you know, the Academy and all these people that yes. do awards, they want them to release it in traditional. It was like the Roma thing last year, yes. right? Corona released yeah. it in some theaters. I think after it actually debuted on Netflix, oh, okay. it was so, the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. then this year they tried to do it, but big uh, studio, like big um, movie theaters would not take it on. Right. It was showing at a, at a indie theater here yeah, in, our, in Edmonton. Exactly. It was showing at the Metro Cinema. Yeah, so it was more of the smaller. So they maxed out how many it was based on the small. Like, okay. They basically, I think they said roughly about 500 theaters. Then they it was estimated that that was about as max as they could get without the big um, backing, essentially. that They still okay. put it out there as much as they could, but they didn't get it out there as much. Just to say it was in theaters, I guess. Yes. So Irishman is a story of uh, Frank Sheeran, the, uh, who confesses to the disappearance and murder of one Jimmy Hoffa. He was a hitman for uh, a mafia during the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, it's based on the book, I Heard You Paint Houses, which is has been criticized as... You know his, his his confessions to the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa have been questioned. Yes, um, never confirmed. Never confirmed. Um, obviously, no one. The, the body. It's been a mystery forever. Um, <laughs> in the in in this movie, uh, obviously, there's going to be spoilers abound in this. Although it's a historical event, but from the way that uh, Frank tells it, who is played by Rob De Niro, um, they he he was the one who who shot him, and then his body was burned in some abandoned factory or, or something like, like well like a cremation sure yeah yeah thing yeah. or whatever basically um so yeah so it stars obviously rob de niro uh al pacino as jimmy hoffa uh, uh joe pesci coming out of retirement as yes. russell the uh the mafia boss essentially yeah. spoiler alert my favorite part of the movie joe pesci yeah okay that's that's i was gonna get to that for yeah. sure because that's a lot of talk for sure he comes out of unofficial retirement i think i said that yeah to take this role um, 76 now yeah ray romano i didn't realize was in it <laughs> yeah. uh yeah the lawyer yeah absolutely um anna paquin who whose role has been there's been a lot of controversy around okay. that why doesn't say, she speak i was gonna ask you about she this. has like a one line of dialogue it just says why why didn't you ask joe why didn't you call Joe? Why I mean, call Joe. Yeah, that whole thing. We'll get. But to that's it. a good scene, though. Sure. That's a good scene it is because it's she knows like, why. Yeah, and he even kind of looks at her. Why? What? Yeah. You know, why did you do it? Why did you kill my my uncle Jimmy? But yeah. Um, but then it's like. Anyway, we'll talk about sure. it. Sure. Uh, and uh, it felt a little hollow. Like, so it goes through, like I said, a few decades mm-hmm. of Frank coming up, how he joins the mafia, the things he does, uh, how he becomes a hitman, essentially. Parts of it kind of remind me a little bit of killing them softly. Sure, the ways the ways to properly yeah, take, yeah, execute a hit. They're kind of going through the yeah. you know you always make sure you dispose of it. Yeah, 
That that was a funny scene where they were like, you know, they could fire. They could arm a small but, militia or something. Yeah, they were to take all the guns out. Show all yeah. the guns in the river. Yeah, that was a good scene too because he kept trying to come back, and every time it's like a bit like a two barrel and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different gun every time. Yeah, because he's yeah. doing it differently. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's a Scorsese film. Um, interesting, I thought. Um, okay, hold on, we'll back up. Initial thoughts, Neil. Uh, yeah. So the two things that have for sure been subject of debate is the Anna Paquin character. Yeah. For sure. Uh, playing Frank's daughter, but also the length of the film. The length of the film. So first, my first note is just, it's too long. Okay. This yeah. is, this is a dividing factor in the, in the world of what cinema. What did you think? Huh. I, I didn't, I didn't want to break it up. I didn't want to. I, I wanted to watch it in one sitting as it was intended to be watched. Um, I, Life got in the way though, so I there is if you go on Screen Rant, they do have a way of breaking it into four parts to watch it as a mini series. Oh, okay. So I stopped it right before the final act, so about the last hour. Um, I I wish I had watched it. I I don't know. I honestly, by the p- point I got to where I stopped it, I wasn't ready to stop it. Oh, okay. I think I could have sat through the full three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just did like. You know, a little peek behind. I just did two straight hours. Okay. I basically watched an hour and some last night. Okay. Roughly an hour and a half when I got home last night, late last night from hockey. Okay. And then I watched basically the rest of the film this morning. Okay. And yeah, it was, it felt long. It did. Because it, what's the best way you can describe it? It, it It's a character build. Yes. And like, I think there's a lot of dialogue, which Mm -hmm. is fine. And I don't, I don't mind watching like actors just basically flex their muscles for an entire, Mm -hmm. that's essentially what Mm -hmm. this is. It's just, it's basically some of the best actors that we know flexing their muscles for three hours. Oh, some of these scenes are just like, yeah, that's really all it came down to. I mean, I wrote a thing. I was like, who flexed best? Like I was going to pose it to you. Okay. But, um, yeah. So I think, cause I don't want to say it was a lack of action that kept me interested because that's not necessarily correct but it, there was just something that it was a lot of the same thing okay and i think over a miniseries that makes a little more sense because it would be like at least it's just four of these or three of these or however sure. you would break it up i think to have three and a half hours of it it felt a little even like at two hours i was like okay it's a lot of the same thing as well shot as it is and as beautiful mm-hmm. it is and as well acted there's just it's about the same thing the whole time and the demise obviously like spoiler of like jimmy hoffa takes a long period of time i thought that was well done though yeah so then that's where i was like i was okay with the jimmy hoffa stuff but okay. i felt that like it just once he's gone yeah the, or even before it because it really is only in the, he's only in the middle he's in the middle yeah. so like that was part of the stuff so, that i watched in the two hours and i was like that was my favorite part and then i would say the end i felt was a little weird like the way it ended? Of, yeah, well, just kind of the, like you said, once he's kind of gone. I think that's the point, though. I think Maybe. the point is sort of like, this is what happens when our legacies leave yeah, us. Like that's the, true. when those cops are interviewing Frank, you know, everyone's gone. You know, everyone's who, gone. You're everyone's dead. Everybody. Who are you protecting? And he's like, yeah. you know, I'm protecting myself, basically. They never really reveal who he's confessing to, yeah. which I always found interesting because mm-hmm. I thought that maybe that would way it would come back around. Because so the framing device of this movie is Frank is. I guess in his nineties almost in this nursing home, he's on the verge of death and he's telling this whole story of him coming up through the mob and Mm -hmm. the, the killing of Jimmy Hoffa um, and the relationship that he had to his family. Jimmy Hoffa had to Frank's family. Yeah. Particularly his daughter, Peggy played by Anna Paquin when they're older. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I was a little surprised 
the way it ended. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, but you know, there's you know, he's trying to reconcile with his demons with God mm-hmm. as he's approaching death. He's and then yeah, he's alone, and that's yeah. that was the kind of interesting part about yeah, I guess, it. Leave leave the door open. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe his daughter's going to come see him. Yeah. Is what the, that, is what I felt. Oh, okay, well, that, I think I thought it was like that's what Jimmy Hoffa did always too. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. So he always. I, th- I thought it was. You never like, know if somebody's going to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like maybe how it ended and talking about those relationships with his daughter and all those things. It was. I guess there was just so much stuff in the middle mm-hmm. of that 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 it loses it. Yeah, by making that the end, I felt like it was a bit strange. And like the Anna Paquin character, I was like, ah, like she because she has no dialogue. I was like, this is a bit weird because they did. There's a little section of the film where I always forget what Joe Pesci's actual what his name is. In the Russ. Movie. Russ. Yeah. What's the last name? Like Bellini yeah. or something or Belizno or him something. And, him and Romano. They have this. Yeah. Yeah. Super Italian name. So yeah. anyway, Russ though. Yeah. Russell. You know, he, he, he just like wants to be really nice to his daughter, Peggy. And she, she's always really uncomfortable around yeah. him. Well, that, and that was really good. Uh, Buffalino. Buffalino. That's it. But uh, I thought, yeah, I thought they did a great job of doing that, of framing it in that way where Jim, like Russ, becomes closer to to Frank, particularly when uh, Jimmy Hoffa goes to jail, mm-hmm. um, and him, Russ, I'm speaking of, trying to force his way into Frank's family a bit, yeah. and there being that resistance, particularly with Peggy, she's she's that avatar there, mm-hmm. but. With Jimmy, there's that acceptance and that that warmness, and then I think the idea of that is to show how callous and cold the murder ends up becoming. Sure. Yeah. Did you see it coming? The- um, when it happened, no. Oh, okay. Like when he's, we, we got to get out of here. Like, yeah, Hoff, yeah. Hoff obviously knows is on to it right away. Yeah. And then Frank just shooting him right there, and no, I did not see that coming. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't really necessarily see the actual scene coming. No. But. I felt that they were setting something up because Frank was well, well, Frank for was, sure. Frank was that go between. He was always like the mafia and the yep. labor guy, and it was sort of he was like really good friends with Hoffman. He well, Russ him. says that before when he when Frank finds out he's flying up to Detroit, he's like, you know, if if you weren't involved in this, then it wouldn't get done. For you, sure, you try to stop it. Somehow, you try to stop it. You, yeah. You're the one who has to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did think that that was I like that interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I just I, maybe I feel that the middle was just stuffed with a lot of. A lot going on and it just I don't mind things taking their time mm-hmm. to develop but I just by the time I got to the end like you said with Peggy's character I was kind of I was kind of forgetting what it was all about like he never really had a relationship with his family throughout the film like they show it for like a brief little moment but I, I just felt like like to all of a sudden focus on your family maybe that's the point though is that he was he was absent with them and mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden you're reconciling with that I guess and they're kind of thinking, well, you were never there, man. So yeah. I don't really know what you want me to tell you. Well, even the other daughter whose name you don't even really know yeah. when she realizes everything too. And he's trying to say, I just want to talk to Peggy. I just want to tell her and tell her what. Tell her Dad. what, yeah. And like just almost her trying to get that confession out of him too. Being like, just tell us you did it. Tell us you killed our, our uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't mind that sort of stuff. I really yeah. felt it. I felt the whole... They could have framed in a way where where he gets angry almost. Where he's like, I was just well, and he, he does say it, but not in an angry. It was like I was just doing to what I had to for, to provide for my family, which is always the trope when it comes sure. to gangsters, right? Yeah. 
Um, and that would be th- what it was. But he, he didn't have to. Yeah. And that was the thing. That's and, true. And he never really... They, they made his character very sympathetic in the sense that, yeah, he's this cold-blooded killer, but he's always sort of just doing it out of, out of what he feels is, um, I guess, loyalty towards, mm-hmm. towards Russell. Yeah. Or even just... The, but he always is hesitant even when he goes to to kill um crazy joe um <laughs> yeah in, in the in the uh in the diner or mm-hmm. the restaurant or whatever it is yeah he's having that whole over that um that narration leading up to it was like you know whenever you do a job like this you want to go to the bathroom first because just in case there's someone in there you got to deal with or just to make sure that no one's going to surprise you or you know it's a good idea to just go to the bathroom first so you don't yeah you know but he's like, you know what? Uh, I already, I already gone to the bathroom. I'm just ready to get this kind of thing done. There's a calculation to it, but there's also sort of this, like this. I'm just, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to do this. I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, other than that, um, what did you think about some of the other characters in here? Like, like the Ray Romano yeah, well, or the was, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Harvey Keitel. I was laughing. I was before we started recording, before I came over, I was, Talking to my girlfriend, and I said the same thing. I was like, "It's just like every actor you could think yeah. of. They just like shoved it. Every like Italian American actor hurt from The Wire, playing Fat uh, Fat Joe. Oh, I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. Wow. Or to Fat Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right near the end there yeah. with him and Russell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Wow. <laughs> He's just huge. Damn. Yeah. yeah so we had ed- everybody yep. in here. Um, like you said, Harvey Keitel. I thought that was an interesting. Bobby kind of Bobby Calavani is yeah. in there. Did you like Cannibale? how? I, what I thought was an interesting sort of choice. Jesse Plemons, who also up until a certain point didn't have dialogue. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely coming off the set of Breaking Bad movie. Oh, okay. Because he's just like way bigger than Jesse I, ever I was, was in I was Breaking Bad. Thinking that he looked a little overweight. Yeah, I know. So that was always the funny, like that was one of the internet things. Oh, okay. Like, clearly this didn't happen just after because Jesse gained 25 pounds like compared well, to no, what he was Well, in what's Breaking his character Bad. in Breaking, Breaking Bad? He, they have a flashback in the new Breaking Bad movie okay. to the time of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So like he's playing his character. Yeah, but who was he? I never watched he Breaking was, Bad. Um, he was one of the ones who captured uh, Jesse. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when, when Jesse... Get, breaks away that makes the new film. Yeah, yeah, El Camino. But they do a flashback and uh, Jesse Plemons yeah. is playing uh, I don't even remember his name in the in Breaking Bad, but he's playing a flashback, but it's present day Jesse Plemons and you're like, clearly he's a little bigger than he was oh, in Breaking Bad. Oh, because in Breaking Bad he wasn't. He, he wasn't, no, exactly. Okay. So you were thinking the same thing when you saw it for The Irishman, right? He's just definitely like a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So he's bigger than even when he from the episode. Because well, I last saw him in Vice. Vice. He plays a very okay. interesting character in that movie. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah. Anyway. But they got actors everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Ray Romano thing caught me off guard at first. Absolutely. I thought was like okay. <laughs> right? Is because I don't know. I, I thought I would have heard something about him. Yeah. I still just everybody loves Ray. I'll never think of him as anything else. No, but I thought he was great in this movie, yeah, and he I thought too him bad. and De Niro had great chemistry at the start there, where he's kind of doing the whole. Well, they have no reason to fire you. Have you ever drank on the job? All this yeah, yeah, yeah. going through that, and mm-hmm. and then he 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 sort of does the whole like you can tell me if you if you did this. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It just but you can you can like I just <laughs> thought that whole dynamic was really funny. Yeah. I had a good chemistry there. Um, and then I mean, this is a shout out. The man that's the the start when they're in in the court and 
uh, Frank is going to get fired for stealing all the meat. Mm-hmm. That's what Ray, Mar- Ray Romano is like. He, he's you tell me if he did it. I mean, I don't care, but you can you can tell me if he did it. When the judge is like, I got I got to give you a warning. And Frank's like, all right, judge. No, not you. You, if you ever bring a hardworking man into this. And I just thought, man, this is a sh- this is for Jason Schneck. Oh, yeah. This is a shout out to our buddy Jason. Oh, he'd love this. If you ever bring a hardworking man before my court again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I, I did, from the movie as a whole, I mean, obviously the power of unions, mm-hmm. like especially at mm-hmm. that time. They well, were, it's like, interesting, too, how they... They frame it where Jimmy Hoff is just like he's bigger. What what does he say? He's like, in the sixties he was bigger than or fifties he was bigger than Elvis. Sixties he was the big, Beatles. He was the Beatles. Yeah. In the seventies he could have been the president of the United States kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then fast forward whatever twenty years and the nurse doesn't even know who Jimmy Hoff is. Yes. Like how quickly it changes, yeah. right? Yeah, and like how quickly people forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. I, Jimmy Hoffa, it's funny because like it's funny you say a film like this for Jason. I mean, I've learned, I heard about J- Jimmy Hoffa of course, from yeah. Jason. Yeah, because I mean, he's a huge labor guy and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I thought watching a film like this made it interesting that even even someone as maybe beloved as Jimmy Hoffa was is riding that line between you know like you get involved in the mafia and like shit goes sideways, well, right? Well, and I think in general that's what how these all these characters were framed. Sure. Is there? You know, again, he's Uncle Jimmy. Frank's daughter Peggy loves him. He gets ice cream with her, and mm-hmm. he doesn't drink, and he's doesn't let anyone around him. Or he doesn't want anyone around him to drink, and he fights for. He's not going to make poor investments that's going to compromise his workers' pensions or anything yeah. like that. But at the same time, he's arrogant, and he's mm-hmm. and he's stubborn, and he's self serving, and he's self serving in a lot of ways. He's yeah. you know, this is my union. I I get to be president, even mm-hmm. though like. I have an injunction from the government that says I can't. <laughs> I can't be, do labor relations yeah. till 1980. But still, like, God damn it. Like, I'm going to yeah. be president again. Mm-hmm. Fitz fucked me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. There's, so, and yeah, there's always like, you're never late for me. I never wait longer than, like, like it was said to open the, the cold open yeah. openness. Like, I never wait longer than 10 minutes for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, that was one of my favorites. That's scenes, one of the actually. best scenes for sure. Yeah, that was actually one of my favorites. With the little scenes. man, as he calls him. Yeah, what's it, Prova? Pro, they could just call him Pro, Pro I think. Yeah. yeah, but it's like Prov- Provorono or yeah. something. Yeah. Because in real, you know, if people are curious, that is who Jimmy Hoffa was supposed to be meeting. It was, it was in the film. They do it as well. It's supposed to be him and somebody else. Pro and Big Tony. And Big Tony. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Who they're meeting? Who he's meeting? To to uh, make amends make for amends. some personal slights. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anthony Tony Pro. Provenzano. Provenzano. Yeah. Provenzano. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, I, I wrote that here at one point that just being in the, the Miami, I guess, restaurant or whatever yeah, it is. That setting alone actually made for it. it that, maybe that's why I liked it too. It felt a little different because mm-hmm. because of the setting in Miami and they walk in in the shirts and short. you know, and yeah. he's just trying not to take Jimmy off his shit anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of funny. So. And Al Pacino does a really good job there. Well, and before that, because they meet in jail, and yeah. Pro's pissed because he's lost his pension, his yeah. $1.2 million pension yeah, or whatever he's it is. in for extortion. Yeah. And Jimmy hasn't lost his. Yeah. And so Pro finds that it's like a slight, and then Jimmy makes a comment about you people referring to Italians. Yeah. He take, doesn't take that lightly. And so then that kind of builds this resentment between them. And, uh, yeah, so it's just one of the lines where he just says... Um, Am I beneath you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because that's not what you expected. You know what your problem is? Is you? 
you, you know what your problem is? Is you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that whole dynamic of them. I like, love the other two guys in the room. Jimmy! Yeah. And they're just like flabbergasted. All of them just keep trying to leave and they <laughs> like get him to sit back down. Yeah, and then they just keep insulting each other. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was a really good scene. Um, even before that though, I, I really liked, and this is such a, like a Fincher thing almost more than it is a Scorsese thing. Although yeah. Scorsese does a lot too, but the best scenes are the ones where it's just like three or four guys sitting around a table yeah, and like the dynamics between them. Cause there's that one where they're all four of them were sitting around that table. And then before that, when, um, when Frank is, it takes like that side job to go bomb the laundromat mm-hmm. and it turns out it's, um, Bruno, which is Harvey Keitel's character, he's invested in the yeah. in the the Jewish Angelo Bruno. It's he's involved in the mm-hmm. the Jewish laundromat that Frank's getting paid ten thousand dollars from Whispers to whatever. I thought that dynamic was great when it was him, De Niro, Pesci, mm-hmm. Keitel all together. Yeah, because Keitel's a guy that you don't you don't you, talk I to barely him, recognize them, but you don't talk about him in the same way that you talk about a Pacino or mm-hmm. De Niro, or even a Pesci from yeah. you know from Goodfellas. But anytime he's in a scene, he has that that gravitas of somebody mm-hmm. like, yeah, he seems like he could he could make bad things happen to you and your sure. family if he wanted to. Yeah, I looked up a little bit of like Harvey Keitel's character and I Angelo guess he, Bruno. Yeah, and I guess because uh, I will say this that part of the reason I would look some of these guys up was the way the film portrays uh, them, how they die. Like every time the thing would come, I up. like that. Yes, I like that. That, that was that a good was touch. one of my favorite parts. That's a, that's a good Scorsese touch. Yeah, it was just like these. Every single like people, he every single person you're gonna meet in this is gonna film die. is gonna die like except, horrifically. Except the one guy where it's like loved, loved by, by all, every, died peacefully in 2001, 2001 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, natural causes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Angela Bruno's. But was I character. feel like did he not use a similar technique in Wolf of Wall Street where there was like he would do little blurbs on anyway whatever. Maybe. I can't so even anyway, really Angela Bruno. Yeah, as saying. I, I just um, he was more uh, he wanted to comp like. He never wanted to just end in violence, I guess. He was a very oh, okay. like, calculated guy. Whereas, like, so... Russ. Well, or even if you think about that laundromat scene, mm-hmm. it makes more sense that he's like, I'm invested in that. You, you don't want to touch that. Right. But, but he doesn't, like, go after Frank in any sure. way. Because he could easily just be like, yo, man, you're coming after my stuff. And, like, he's like, I'll just give him back the money and he'll go. He's like, yeah. he won't need it. He won't need it. Yeah. Right? So, the, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then Frank is the one who ends up taking whispers out exactly yeah. yeah so i just thought that was uh interesting and it, that was the first time i think that you get shown okay this person's gonna die like the little blurb on okay. them i think that was the first time was okay. with angelo i think and then every character that you meet after it does <laughs> and that. then when when frank ends up going to jail i like that too he's like they got me for uh embezzlement and some and some other shit i don't even remember and then it's just like attempted murder yeah. <laughs> extortion yeah. and all this like all, all these this stuff yeah it comes yeah. up underneath i him. love how he gets out still like even with all that stuff like eventually you know oh yeah you, well, I, I thought that was funny. the rest of them all die in jail and, and all of them die yeah. yeah yeah that was that was a cool what did you think about like the d the de-aging and the aging so at first um it's pretty startling to go from like really, really old Robert De Niro to really, really young Robert De Niro. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is that I was looking through pictures of like, like just stills from Godfather part sure. two and even casino DH De Niro doesn't look like young De Niro. No, I he don't. doesn't really look, I mean, obviously it's, he, he's older, so he's a little bit, you know, puffier. It happens to the best of us, but when he was younger, he had a very, very slender face. So mm-hmm. that's the, the, but I don't know. At first I thought it was weird. I thought it looked weirder on Pesci than it did on De Niro. Yeah. 
Pesci looked a little muppety. Yeah. I think, maybe just, I think it's just because... And it, it was the makeup they were using, sure. too, I think, right? Yeah. they were really giving him, like, a pronounced... That weird nose and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. It didn't bother as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... No, I got over it pretty quick. And I thought, um, as much as you said that, you know, it being so long hurt it a, a little bit, I thought the, the, the gradual transition of the really de-aged to... Regular to, to little aged, to, I, I just thought that the transition in the makeup and the CGI was really well done. Yeah, I think I think they looked better older. But I just feel like it, it really did a good job of showing that passage of time. Mm-hmm. Like even though yeah, it was confusing sometimes which storyline we were looking at. Yeah, because I think they were interjecting right Everyone's, mm-hmm. when they were driving. Yeah, there was he kept going back to that right before the killing, right, right before killing Hoffa. I kept going back to before that with Frank coming up in the mob to him being super old, and it kept. Cutting in between that. Yeah. And then cutting between like him driving with Russell and their two. But that's them going up. That's right. That's them going up to the wedding yes. right before he goes to kill Jimmy. That's right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. what it kept coming. That's how the movie basically starts is them packing up to go to that wedding to yeah. to Romano's daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Those blue suits though. Yeah. So 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So it was great um, in that sense that I really thought that the, the transition, the gradual transition was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously another huge scene that sticks out is the banquet scene where you really get the mm. dynamic of, once you get the famous, nobody, what is it? Nobody threatens Hoffa. Nobody threatens Hoffa. Yeah. 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 That was, um, yeah, that's the culmination basically. And it's just great. Cause you have the, like you have Pesci and Pacino and then you have, and then this whole sort of. You go mediate this thing, Frank, where the two of them are talking. Yeah, Frank, yeah. It's Frank's night, but he can't help but watch them talking at the front of the, the banquet hall. And then and then Frank has to go talk to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And then Frank goes talk to Russ. And Russ is like, nope, go back to Jimmy. And it's just like this whole that, dynamic. Well, that game of telephone. Yeah. yeah. And then them sitting up there and looking down at Jimmy as he's talking to uh, Angelo. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it transitions to Jimmy dancing with Peggy. And she notices that the... Th- um, three of them. The are three talking. of them are, are are watching him and yeah. just have that the, that whisper, that classic gangster whispering where yeah, it's like, yeah. now it's time. Yeah, what I, I thought that was a good. Um, <clears throat> what I liked about that scene, if I did, is I felt like it was a smaller version in like a condensed of what's been happening the whole time. Is that Frank's been bouncing between yes. Hoffa and like at Russell. some point he's going to have to choose his allegiance. And then right there, it's like he's finally confronted with it in a room almost. Like, sure. Even though it's supposed to be his night and he's like dealing with sort of the pettiness almost of like... It's like it was good. But it's pettiness with lives on the line. Which it's like is it funny, was good but, filmmaking or something, Neil. Oh, that's right. Where it took a, a grander theme that's right. and, and put it into a little bit of a, 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 yeah. a bottled situation. Sure, sure. I'm sure Scorsese. Almost as if like the movie was a proper length. Hey, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. So okay, uh, this is this again. Like I said, it's a fierce debate. Um, if you were to have the editing tools, yeah, what, what would it be? Would you trim more of the front part of Frank coming up through the mob? More of the political stuff in the middle with Bobby Kennedy and all that? Yeah, I think, I think that's part. That part's important though, because yeah, I think that's because where, it sets the framework for Hoffa. Like you understand. Well, you get his motivations more. Yes. Like one of the again, like he's he he's framed as this caring guy mm-hmm. towards Peggy. He's he's framed as this 
blue collar, blue like, collar, no holds barred. Like I'm going to get people. We're the we're the strongest union in the world because yeah. we're the most honest and we're the most transparent. Yeah, and all that's two point three million. But then also like right after JFK's killed, he goes back to sit down and eat his ice cream, and then when he's interviewed coming out of the courthouse or out of the Teamsters yeah. uh, office, they say, "Well, wh- what do you think about it?" What do you th- what do you think about the the JFK killing mm-hmm. assassination? He just goes, I think Bobby Kennedy is just another lawyer now. Yeah, and then he goes back and he sees the the, the, the flag at half, half mast, and he's like, No, you're putting that thing up. Like, so I th- I think that part the the politics were important because it showed the mm-hmm. sides of Jimmy and how ruthless he could be, how caring he can be, and also how sort of cold he could be when it came when it wasn't when people. Okay, he's he definitely is framed as this guy who takes everything as a personal slight. Mm-hmm. If you're late, if yeah. you're com- well, I mean, obviously the Bobby Kennedy thing was definitely a witch hunt, but mm-hmm. anything and but anybody in that atmosphere in that in that environment was an enemy of Jimmy Hoffa's, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What? So then, the question I would is that good enough to be a film though? Just like the Jimmy Hoffa portion? Absolutely. And then maybe that's what I'm thinking is that because if you want to go ahead and we want to talk about who flexed the most in here, to me, this is Al Pacino's Pacino. movie. Yeah, yeah, Al Pacino is incredible in this movie. He, yeah. I, I think, I think De Niro's great. Like for a guy who's in his sure. 70s and isn't pretty much in every scene of a three and a half hour movie mm-hmm. is well done. Yeah, and but he, De Niro was. I, I wasn't like blown away no, by anything. But I, I think was, that's his character. That's kind of De Niro's thing. Though. De Niro reminded me of like. Okay, remember when we when we did the Leo episode and we talked about Inception? Mm-hmm. And Leo is the guy in the movie who isn't doing much and everyone else around him is really flexing. Yeah. Where it's like you have uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt who's all, who's charming yeah. and, and smart. And then you have uh, um, Tom, Hardy who's, Tom like- Hardy who's kind of being, you know, cocky prick but also charming. And then you have Ellen Page who's, again, the protege... But you have you have Leo, who is probably in his most subdued role, but is the anchor. carries the thing along. I yeah. felt that was the same thing with De Niro in this one. He was like the anchor. Yeah, yeah. Pesci, you allow Pesci to come out of retirement, and kind of be a real classic mob boss. And type you know, guy. Pe- Pesci. And there, there are some scenes where you just you felt the weight of that for sure. Like mm-hmm. when it when it finally comes down to it, and they've decided that Jimmy's got to go, and he said. It, it is what it is, or whatever the, the yeah, saying is. Yeah, you have to just tell him it is what it is. And, and so, well, that's at the banquet where he's yeah. like, Jimmy, you got to step down. You got to, you got to just mm-hmm. take your pension, retire. You're causing too much trouble. Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. No, nobody, nobody threatens Hoffa. Nobody threatens Hoffa. Yeah. Uh, and, but then even when he, when he's saying to Frank, you know, we're going to drive up. You're going to get on a plane. We're going to get on a plane. We're getting on a plane. No, you're getting on a plane. You're mm-hmm. going to, where am I going? You're going to Detroit. Oh, now I'm going to Detroit. And there's that realization of like, you're sending me to, to kill to off. kill him and he's like we did everything we could for that man and just the way he delivers those lines yeah. is like like you said is that typical sort of <laughs> ruthless mafia boss yeah but i just think the things that jimmy like that al pacino does in this movie yeah and you know he does he's perfect for having a guy with that personality to like be big and extra because that's what pacino's been since sense of since sense sense of a send of a woman um but he doesn't do it in like such a comedic way like he is in Heat or in some of these other movies where he sure. kind of gets like meme to death. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's intense and he's animated but in a way that's like because he just feels like he's constantly under attack. Mm-hmm. And I thought that scene in the jail too with with uh 
Pro. Yeah, with Pro, and he's eating his ice cream, and he's just that he, was a good scene. But he's not because he's not big. He's just he's 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 measured, and he's like kind of mumbling under his breath. He's like, "You fucking people," or like, yeah. And he and he says, "You gotta you gotta do you gotta help me out." Oh, I I gotta help you out. You don't tell me what to fucking do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought he I I just thought Pacino was incredible, and mm-hmm. I do agree with you that after he gets he gets iced, you're kind of like it. You know, it's similar things that I think. The movie felt about Jimmy Hoffa at that moment, right? Yes. I think. Well, it was. Yes, and I. But it, that's where I'm wondering about the film in general is that it it almost felt like different. As much as it's about the Irishman. Well, it's Frank. Frank is the Irishman. We should have mentioned that. Yeah. You know, where did an Irishman like you? I wrote. Where did an where an Irisher like you learn to speak Italian? And I wrote. I don't know. On the set of Godfather Two. <laughs> Because famously, <laughs> De Niro had to learn how to speak Italian. He had never spoken Italian before. He had to learn Italian to be to play Don Corleone. <laughs> there you go. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Frank is it is an Irishman who's mm-hmm. basically been you know uh, christened as an Italian. Yeah. Russ gives him that ring. There's only three people in the world that have this ring, and you're one of them now. Yeah. Only one of them's an Irishman, and it's you. And it's you. And it's yeah. the Italian league thing. Mm-hmm. And again, but even Russ, see, and that's interesting too, because Russ and Jimmy are so so similar in that way, where yeah. anybody who slights them has to pay the consequences. Like Crazy Tony basically just insults him for wearing that pin, the yeah. Italian uh, league pin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, Tony's got to go. He's a wild card. Like yeah, no, I know the amount of killing too. I was just like, yeah. I mean, but again, for a Scorsese film, it's not that violent. It was like, violent. It is, like the 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 shootings are very abrupt. It's just like and boom, boom. jarring. Like yeah, two shots like, to the head, head all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they don't like they don't drag anything on. No, nope. it's like no, we shoot you in the head. The like, only one that was close was the was when Sally gets killed. Yeah, and it shows there's like the the hard hard cam on his bleeding head, but then. You know, Frank says in the in the overdub. Oh well, it turns out he had told somebody he was going because the whole thing is. Russ thinks he's 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 Basically snitching. Going to the FBI. He's snitching. FBI, yeah. Why did he Why did he go into the federal building without telling anybody? Oh, it turns out he did tell someone, but that person just forgot to tell Russ. So it was a bad. It was it turned out to be a bad hit. But just and just the way he's so flippant about it at that yeah. point. Yeah, he's well. He's definitely. Uh... He's done it so many times, right? You're just numb to it. I and then know. again, uh, some of the other Pacino stuff that's just great. Uh, <laughs> when he when the guy tries to kill him in court, and the gun doesn't work, and and Chucky, which is Jesse Plemons' character, yeah. he he's Jimmy's Jim, Jimmy's uh, foster adopt child? Uh, oh foster child, yeah, foster child is that what it is? Foster child. Um, he attack. He's like, do you see him? Do you see him, my boy? He 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 charged him. Yeah, I charged him, and he's like, <laughs> you always charge a guy with a gun. A knife, you run, run the away. other way. You run the other way. But a guy with a gun, you always charge a guy with a gun. And he's yeah. just... he's Makes got a spectacle out of oh, it. Oh, he's... Yeah, always. And it's just so funny. Um, you know, like I said, the the Miami scene. Mm-hmm. You know what your problem is? You're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite scene, and, honestly. But again, but I, a scene I love too is the fish in the car. Uh, yeah, I guess. I was just so like... Like, he has to be right all the time. Yes. Chucky. You never you, you you never put a, a fish in the car unless it's unless it's packaged real good, you know? Yeah, yeah, daddy. It's, it's gonna it's gonna smell. <laughs> but then even uh Sal, he's just like Sally, he's he's just he's like questioning like he he's just questioning Chucky. He's like, Well what kind of fish was it? I don't fucking know. A fish you eat? A fish you eat? How do you order a fish? so what do you go in? You just and I don't know, I just thought that whole thing was mm-hmm. hilarious where it's you know, they're leading up to this you know, icing one of the most powerful men in America at that point. Yeah. Uh, and they just can't 
they just need to, you know, talk about this goddamn fish. <laughs> and then, but then Frank is also suspicious. He's like, I'm not sitting in, I'm not sitting in the front seat. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the back seat because I know what Sal does when he sits behind somebody in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Sit wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, fine. Sit wherever the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sitting there. You're fucking sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that yeah, was I great. Just, I, I, think, I think that's where I wonder about the runtime is that it – not that it felt like two movies because that's not accurate. But it was – there was definitely a sense of whose movie is this, So that's I a good guess? that's a good point to make. Like is it about Frank's – struggle with being a, a hitman or yeah. is it about J- the jimmy hoffa story yeah and I, cause I, because because what it so is i think it's frank being in the mafia and the jimmy hoffa story colliding with that colliding with that yeah but like how does how does a guy who was just a truck driver become like get a, involved with the mob become their number one hitman and, and then, then all of a sudden jimmy become, hoffa and the kennedys are somehow intersecting with his life yeah 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 maybe that's a better way to look at mm-hmm. it yeah, because I just think that some of the um, Hoffa stuff, like you said, with like the Kennedys, was really just um, the Get Jimmy Squad or whatever it's called. Yeah, and it was Frank just being squad. like almost a bodyguard for Hoffa. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, well, even up until he's like, you got your pre- you got your little buddy there. Yeah. Right before Frank kills That's Jimmy, right. he's like, because you know, you never know how these things could go. Mm-hmm. So, and I was just like, yeah, maybe I was. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. Maybe it was so good I just felt like I was watching a Jimmy Hoffa movie. I was mm-hmm. watching Al Pacino be the lead actor or whatever. So Another great line right before um, when when Whispers is asking Frank to give – he's giving him the $10,000 yeah. to go take care of this other laundromat. And it's a really good uh, voiceover where, he's, where he says, um, whenever someone says they're a little concerned, they're more than a little concerned. And when they say that they're yeah. more than a little concerned – they're desperate. They're desperate. Yeah, uh, that was a good line for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, well, because you see that, right? Yep. I think the, the movie's nothing about the, desperation. Yeah, desperation well, of clinging to power. It was, I was just gonna say it's always riding the line of like not letting you get, but they're always on alert about absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So they always feel desperate. Like you said, even if it's just, oh, I don't like how he did it, so we just got you. Yeah, if we want to, if we want to draw the comparison to the wire, like it's like the it's like the Barksdales, it's it like is. Stringer, it's like Avon, totally. constantly being aware of. You know, you come to the king, you best not miss. It's like what Omar said, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, it's always about people coming for your throne. Yes, and no having to are. be hyper aware of that and getting yeah. ahead of it before they come, before they mm-hmm. get you first, and then reminding people about who you are too. I think that was always who are you talking to is he's a boss. Well, I'm a boss. Yeah, but I'm a brother too. And like, yeah, yeah, that come on, was, we're brothers, right? We're brothers. Like with Crazy Tony, like yeah, we're all brothers. Like yeah. Frank kind of says, yeah, we're all brothers. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I just thought it was that was. A good comment, but it even too. you know, but it even goes to show you know how deep that paranoia can run because yes. because by the time they kill Jimmy, he's literally by himself at a lake. Yeah, like what what harm, what threat is he really at that point in his life? Probably not. He's not going to get the Teamsters back. Like Fitz has completely pulled that power away from him. Yeah. Um. So I always I thought that it, that was interesting too. That's and, funny you say oh, that. We got to throw out the uh, the product placement for Canada Dry throughout. Good Canadian product. I like that. Yep. Yeah, the ginger ale. Yep. Jimmy Hoffa. Only drank ginger. I, I assume that's historically accurate. He only drank ginger ale and ate ice cream. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It must be. It must yeah. be some weird thing, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You're. It's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Is by the end he's like harmless. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just because of like what he did or how he acted towards 
that it's again it's about not power. backing down it's about sending a message all yep. that kind of stuff yeah so because yeah by the end he's just like an old he's just a gr- he's just a he's just a grumpy old man. man and he's been out of the game like for a well, goes long to, time as they say he goes to school for four years is it he's yeah. in jail for yeah he says school or whatever yeah, yeah. But like you said, by that point, Fitz has got the Teamsters union, yeah. and it's already it's gone away mm-hmm. from him, right? So yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Pacino though you love Pacino, Pacino to me is oh man, yeah. Every time he just is yeah. just his his ability to just convey that like nobody fucking <laughs> slights me. Yeah. You know, I don't wait ten minutes more than I don't wait more than ten minutes, and then you know Frank tries to tries to deescalate. He's like, ah, oh, why don't we say twelve and a half kind of thing, right? Yeah. Which but, is funny for a guy that's just like a killer, trying yeah. to like, you know. Well, because, well, no, but yes, he's a. But see, I, that's the thing with his with his character is that mm-hmm. I, the the hits were always a last resort. Yeah, he always did try to mediate, and even up until that point, he was like, "Come on, Jimmy, just like you got to just apologize. Yeah, Come yeah. on, you got to take this meeting." Mm-hmm. He, he was always trying to reconcile the two sides up until he couldn't anymore, and like you said, he had to choose. But and. You know, and the dynamic there too is choosing between loyalty, who you're loyal to, and who your actual family is. Because he chooses his adopted Italian family over his actual family, because he knows with the Peggy character, and we should get back to that, that by killing Jimmy, who's an important person to his actual family, yeah. Yeah. he's he's burning that bridge in a way, and he's choosing to go with Russ and and the Italian side, mm-hmm. his adopted family, yeah. Um, to go back to the Anna Paquin thing, I thought it was I, I thought it it was an interesting choice um, because it's that observational. Like if she's speaking throughout, then that her whole growing up observing what Frank's doing, I think changes. And I think that that's what it is: is she never talks, she never speaks, and he never makes an attempt to get her to until. She's gone. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to get her to speak and she won't do it. She won't have any of it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I didn't I didn't mind the yeah, touch. Yeah, I don't hate it as I much. I think the issue of course is like in a in a film filled with strong men, you or won't even only men, but I you again, won't, that's probably historically accurate. Well, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Women they weren't involved in the mafia. No. Like it's not that they had their wives and they knew a lot of what was going well, on. Well, like Russ's but, wife, of course, she's like, "Hey, Russ, don't forget to give me your clothes. I'll burn them." I'll burn hey, them, don't right? forget, don't forget the shoes. Yeah, and he shows up just covered in blood, right? Yeah, After exactly. So they're they're an important role. Yeah, and, but they're not, as you said in the film, it's just you, there hasn't been anything. So well, there's even that dynamic at the start where um, I, Irene, that's that's uh frank's wife yeah where she wants to smoke in the car yeah, yeah yeah and russ is like you don't smoke in my car and she's like i'm gonna you know, i'm gonna smoke anyway and it's that classic like there's the classic uh scorsese smash cuts of like the smash cut to the, the cigarette case the cigarette case open she pulls them out lights <laughs> lights you know what he always does those weird little yeah, yeah. quick jumps um so there's even even though yes they're not directly involved in the mob they still hold power so it's a like a certain level of it and then by the end of it where he's talking about drive we're, and then we're going to drive up to the to the to the wedding nice and slow you know with all the smoke breaks where there's there's that you don't say it out loud but there's that understanding where like you know we're going to take the smoke break smoke, smoke breaks for the women because they do hold a little bit of power here mm-hmm um, but anyway, we're, we're but I but I think get back to, to get back to the Peggy character. So, but then that's what you're saying. That's probably part of the criticism level is that 
There isn't maybe a ton, yes. and then all of a sudden you bring and it's in, Anna Paquin. And it's Anna Paquin. I yeah. was going to say you got like a it's big not, It's not like some nobody. Yeah. But then, but again, like I said, I thought the same thing with Jesse Plemons. And up until the, the, the fish scene in the car, he yeah. hadn't had any dialogue either. No. No, he's just kind of in there. Yeah. And, and at what point are you just like satisfying because you have so many and actors? I, I think it has that dynamic of, like you said, these big, powerful, boisterous, especially Jimmy Hoffa, these mm-hmm. boisterous characters that they suck all the energy out from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think having that that contrast of of Peggy, who's just who's been there through everything, she's seen it. She you know she wakes up that one morning and she sees Frank putting his gun in his bag, yeah. and driving away at three in the morning or four in the morning or whatever it is. Where are you going? I'm going to work. Go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And just having showing her as they grow up and as they de-age and they yeah. age and all this shit. That she's she's a constant and just observing and mm-hmm. watching and knowing, and when she finally does speak, that line is huge. Mm-hmm. Where she, her first line is, "Why?" and you know that it's double edged. Mm-hmm. You know that it's she ends up saying, "Why haven't you called Joe, Jimmy's wife?" But really, she's asking, "Why did you fucking do it?" Yeah, or why haven't you called Joe? Because you know you killed him, right? I think. Well, see, and I I felt the weight of more like why? Yeah, really, because. Growing up, she always had that that whatever child like sense of this Russ guy is a bad guy. Yeah, she just never trusted yeah. Russ. Yeah, and then for for Frank to align to choose to line himself on that side, like that was the ultimate betrayal. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, that's what. The, see, and I almost wish that there would have been more of that, though. But see, I think that's the subtle. I think there's beauty in that subtlety. Yeah. We're like that's all it took. Is it only took the few lines of dialogue to the, really? Well, the few. I mean, more like even, even hammering that point home more because it was just like one scene essentially, right? Like the Christmas scene where she really doesn't like. Oh, I guess it's more no. They're like, at the bowling scene. I guess where yeah. he's like, come over, talk. Guess, you know, come. Nick, the movie's so long, I forgot. You know, this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> and I I watched it last night, so I already forget. Like, and then I think that bowling scene was. In, yeah, now that I'm. Yeah, that's right. I guess that's when they first when he first leaves his first wife. Yeah, he says there's never a good time to leave your wife. wife but that's blah, blah, when blah, I did. Like one of the next scenes is him bowling with like Russ's yeah. family. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, it's coming back to me a little bit. You know, it's just you got to weed what, through well, three and a half hours. But that's why you got to watch it in one sitting because when you break it up, then you forget these yeah, things. I kind of forgot a little bit. I was like, oh, I thought it was really only the Christmas scene, but it's kind of. That's uh, that's where it really it kind of gets hammered really, home because he buys her something really nice. Oh, I thought you liked to skate. We, that's maybe we really go skating scene. together. Yeah, that, that's a really that I like Pesci there yeah. again because it's just like subtle. He's like, oh, it's okay. She said she she said thank, she said thank you, you once already. already. But there's right. even like a danger. But there's even like a danger to it too, yes. where it's like, is he gonna kill Peggy? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> is he just gonna be sick of yeah. her giving him no respect? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the three main so Pesci, uh, Pesci, De Niro, De Niro, Pacino. Pacino, all did really good. Yes. I mean, there. So if you were to choose, as we head into Oscar season here, mm-hmm. so okay, so we talked about this with Once Upon a Time in, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Leo's lead actor, Brad Pitt's supporting, probably. Yeah. Okay, Pacino supporting. <sighs> De Niro's obviously the lead actor. But can't you have two leads in the same? But I hate that. I know, but don't you think that. Pacino's in it just as much? No, well, no, he's not he's in it not. just as much. But I mean, if it's a regular length movie, he's in the whole thing. If it's like the Jimmy Hoffa story, he's in the whole damn <laughs> he's thing. In the two hours, yeah. yeah. But he's not in the, the fir- hour. I think, half. It's, I think it's forty-five minutes until he he comes into the movie, and then the last half hour he's not in. 
Yeah, but it's a three and a half hour movie. That's what I'm saying. So he's in it for two two hours. Okay, so let's say. But you're right. I bet that. And then, but what about but Pesci? You're but right, then, what about Pesci? He's supporting. Huh. Yeah, he's got to be supporting. Yeah. You're right. Pacino's probably supporting. I guess. So but do you think? Do you think De Niro gets like a? That they're ta- there's a lot of talk that at least two of the th- of these three guys are going to get nominations. Yeah. Um, so then let's say if you're, if we're going to best actor category, who do you give it to? Do you give it to De Niro or do you give it to Leo? Ooh, I give it to Leo. Absolutely. That just that trailer scene alone, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, th- I think about that scene at least once a week. <laughs> no, for sure. Oh man. Just when I'm any, talking to myself, any, like you any, fucking any, idiot. Anytime I, uh, I stay up and I have an, an extra glass of wine and I feel a little banged up the next day. I'm like, you, you couldn't stop at one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking vodka yeah. sour or uh, whiskey sour. Yeah. Like, it's like when I, when I woke up this morning. Yeah. From playing hockey last night, I had a couple beers after the game, and then I had one when I got home, and I had a little bit of head this morning. Same there thing. You go. I was like, couldn't just stop it too. <laughs> yeah. I had to have another one when he got home. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's so relatable. <laughs> and then oh, so it then, really is. So, okay. So then Pitt or Pacino? Yeah. Supporting. So, do you think Pacino and Pesci will both get it? Man, there's a lot. The, the, Pesci, I don't think Pesci will because he seems to be very sort of like I don't give a shit about this Oscar thing anymore. Yeah, that's been a lot of a lot of the uh, observation of as they do these press tours is they they ask him, oh, how does it feel to come out of time? And he's like, ah, it's just a fucking role. I like Marty. Yeah, like I wouldn't he, have done it for anybody else unless Marty was in it, or Al was in it, yeah, or yeah. Rob or Bob was in it. Like yeah, he's he, very much like I wanted to come out and hang out with my friends and make a cool movie. That was, and I got the sense that's <laughs> yeah. when he did that, yeah. right? I, I think that's why I liked him so much because it was just like Joe Pesci right now is just doing the, a role that he could do in his sleep. This is the ultimate heat check. <laughs> it is. It's where it's like, like come out of retirement, fucking own a movie, and it's like just be a mob I'm boss out. because I have I can do Italian yeah. characters and I'm out. Yeah. Like it's that's what I liked about yeah. it because I felt he was just you're right. It was just straight up him being like I can do this in my sleep. I like who's doing it. Mm-hmm. It's Martin Scorsese. It's my two friends. I'm going to go hang out for a little bit. Yeah. So, because he hasn't won an Oscar or something, is that the sort of. Well, he was nominated for My Cousin Vinny, I think. He... Was he? I don't even think he know, was nominated. But I know Marissa told me won. She won. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, is like, you look at that movie, like, I love the movie, but she's in it for like a minute. Fuck, man. I haven't seen the movie in years. Is it, is it that short? She's, yeah, not, she's not in it a ton. Really? She's not in it as maybe as much as you remember. Yeah, I she just, has just that great scene. I think that's probably what won Yeah. I actually watched it because it's on Crave. Oh, is it? Out. Yeah. So nice. I watched it uh, probably two or three weeks ago. A lot ago. of good movies coming out on Craig, Crave now. Man. And I got the I got the Hollywood Suite um, channel as well. So it's like they, they do 60s, 70s, 80s. No. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Nice. And there's, a, there's like a ton of good movies in there. Yeah. Um, you know, a shout out to Scorsese. Last Last Temptation of Christ is in there. Um, yeah, a bunch. So, um, anyway, let's go, Joe, Joe Pesci. Anyway, so, um, yeah, as far as supporting goes, how would you compare it to, to Brad Pitt? I like I love Pesci in this movie, but I don't think he'll if 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 we're gonna give it to anybody from this movie, it's got to be Al Pacino, <sighs> right? He's just like. He's Jimmy Hoffa, man. Man, and he's just his accent was just going all the, over the place. The nuance, but, well, yeah, he's just doing. He's just doing. Uh, he was doing like a combination of like Pacino and. He reminded me of uh, any given Sunday. No, he did when he would yell sometimes because yeah. you can't 
His voice when he yells. That's what living is. No, it's, 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 it's it, unmistakable. It, it's, it's yeah. It's like, you could have your eyes closed and be like, "Oh, yeah. Al Pacino's yelling yeah. right now." Like, there's no questions asked. She's got a great ass, yeah. and your hand is all the way up it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the yeah, just that kind of raspy, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah animated. There is, there's like a certain tone to it. Uh, so he's. Oh, so he won for uh, best supporting actor in Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, he won for best supporting. Yeah. Okay. And he was nominated for best supporting actor in Raging Bull, but he was not nominated for my cousin. That's Vinny. right. He is in Raging Bull, so that's what I mean. He like loves De Niro and loves yes. Bob and Italians. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So he he has won. He won for Goodfellas. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, I just I think a lot of people are like, wow, this is crazy. This guy's hasn't made a movie since you know what was his last movie uh, 2015 actually. oh was it yeah it was okay. still like not that long ago but it, it was so sporadic from like yeah. 2010 or 20 like i think he only has like three movies in the last like decade oh well the movie he was in in 2015 he voiced something oh, okay so he wasn't even acting no okay um, 2010 then or something i remember seeing and then he does something he does like a that home alone commercial for google assistant he plays Harry. Oh, okay. But the last movie he was in was Love Ranch in 2010. 2010. So, like, the whole decade. And then, before that, The Good Shepherd, which is kind of an underrated movie, actually. Okay. He was in that with Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bob De Niro directed that. There you go. Oh, there so, you go. And then, oh, yeah, Lethal Weapon 4. I forgot he was in the Lethal Weapon movie. Uh, and then, yeah, Casino, Gone Fishing. Remember that movie with Dan- Danny Glover? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I'm just thinking, look here. Um, and I think that's, yeah, Casino, uh, A Bronx Tale, Home Alone 2. You, you forget he was in the Home Alones, almost? Yeah, that's weird. Um, but yeah, you're right, it's been sporadic, but... Yeah, like the last decade, he really doesn't have anything. No. Yeah, so... I don't even know what Love Ranch is, to be honest. It's um, a drama centered around a married couple who opened the first legal brothel in Nevada. Oh, there we go. Joe Pesci, Helen Mirren, um, Gina Gershon, oh, a decent, decent little. Oh, Brian Cranston. So a decent little uh, cast there. But oh shit. Anyway, any so any kind of last thoughts here? How do you think? Uh, I guess as we look at no, like best picture hopefuls. We, We've really seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. We're going to watch Marriage Story for next episode. Yeah. So I think those three are probably going to be nominated no matter what. Yeah. It's sounding like it. It's sounding like it already. You know, we're in December. We're starting to get into that buzz Mm -hmm. a little bit. Parasite. Parasite. I think is going to get a nomination. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It'll be interesting what else. I mean, there's there's talk about Ford versus Ferrari. There's talk about... um, well, because they can they can go to t- up to up 10. to ten, which I wish they didn't do anymore. But I think the farewell is another one that's going to be in there. Um, we're going to try to cover all these before Joker. The- Joker, yeah, yeah, maybe. Irishman, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, nineteen seventeen. We had made mention Sam of. Mendes. it's not out yet, but we're going to try and yeah. watch it when it is. Yeah, the farewell, Jojo Rabbit, maybe. Yeah, that that's a, a kind of a dark horse. I've seen it. I like it a lot. Is it a best picture? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, Do you like Irishman better? I think right now, if I were to, ch- if I were, if it, if you gave me that, I had to vote on my ballot today. It would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I think so. That what you think would win? That's what I would vote for. That's what you'd vote for more than the Irishman. I don't. <sighs> From what you've seen so far, of like. 
We'll do one after. We'll do that after. Save that for after. We'll, I, yeah, I think we'll go Marriage Story is going to be... Watch it. Yeah, Marriage Story is just being devastating, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I'm going to be really sad after that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. From you know, Jojo Rabbit is it has that in it too. Sure, it's uplifting and it's funny, but there's definitely some devastating part. There's there's one scene in particular, the way that Taika Waititi shoots it, mm-hmm. that is just like, oh man, yeah. it, it 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 hits you hard. So, yeah. the Irishman, I'm sure, is you know what? I, I bet you there's gonna be just because people love Clint. And people love history about America. I bet you Richard Jewell's going to get something weird in there. Either a Best Director nominee or a Best Picture nominee. Just because. People, man, like like these. Maybe the, the actor. Well, these guys, though. Like, come on. Clint Eastwood's in his 80s and he's still, like, fucking pumping out two films a year. I know. That is crazy. One shot Clint, man. Yeah. If you ever want to make a movie, they, apparently he's the director because he's just like, nope, I got it. Huh. Huh. But uh, I mean, there's. Do you there, think Joaquin Phoenix will really win for? Is is he leading? Are you looking at Gold yeah, Rush right now? Yeah, Gold Derby. So he's Gold Derby. Sorry, yeah, yeah he's, he's nine to two. Really, with Adam Driver. See, and Adam Driver is the big, the big nomination so far. Who all? So who from the Irishman is? Do they have listed? They have Robert De Niro. They have Robert De Niro. Yeah. I wouldn't. Nah, I don't know. He's great, but he's just. You know, Joaquin gets that gets that love for him being so weird and methody. Sure, but the you know again I keep thinking about the Joker. He's just a little much. Yeah, there's just something that's a little too much. Yeah. from that movie, you this know. Is my this is my overall take. Yeah, the more I think about it, right? I'm like, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a little too I much. I love Joaquin too. Don't get me wrong. I am a big supporter. yeah. Me too. The Master, one of the best. Oh, he's dude, amazing so in that. Walk the line. He's amazing. Yeah, like before it was popular to. Take her, on, like, you love her, but I see, love her. But those movies, he's so subtle. Yeah, like there's, there's it shows off more of his acting skill. And, like to me, that was what always made uh, Daniel Day Lewis so great in There Will Be Blood. Just that, like that, that, that underlying darkness mm-hmm. that you don't, you can tap into it here and there. Like Leo's great at that, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't stop thinking about for whatever reason. I keep thinking about Revolutionary Road lately, yes. and just like those scenes in it where he just is like just. He just is so intense, mm-hmm. and he, like we talked about, he's in that in a lot of movies. But there was like a a relatable yeah. to it though somehow, and he's slimy. Like we talked about, yeah. like one of the few movies where he's like, you know, Calvin Candy, he's evil. Yeah, and he's Revolutionary Road. He's just like kind of a douche. Yes, and he's not. You don't get that from him a lot. No, like even Wolf of Wall Street. Like he's mm-hmm. he's slimy, but more in like a. Like a an ex, that it's a it it's who he is. Mm-hmm. It's the embodiment of the character where he's like, yeah, I'm just I'm just you know drug addict, yeah. rich, greedy asshole. Mm-hmm. Where in like Revolutionary Road, he's just like he's almost high and mighty. I don't know how we're, we got into a sure. Leo discussion here at the end of the Irishman yeah. pod, well, but you know, I just think like he, yeah. So with Joaquin, a little too much going on there. Bob, I say it like I know him. Robert De Niro. Um, I don't know. There's there's a there's almost not enough going on. Which I hate to say that for a guy who's in every scene of a three and a half hour movie, like I said, and is going through all these wardrobes and and is doing a lot of subtle work with trying. To, you know, there, he's do, he has an internal battle that isn't playing out so intensely, mm-hmm. like like Joaquin is in Joker, where he's literally battling his demons in front yeah. of a screen and. Losing his mind and stuff. Mm-hmm. The best scenes in the Joker are the subtle one, are the subtle parts. Yeah, like the the part, like the the one scene I keep thinking about is when he's he's with the um, the 
caseworker or whatever she is, like the yeah, the social worker. social worker. Thank you. And he's you know he's sitting there and he's chain smoking and mm-hmm. she's like, you never listen, do you? You never actually listen, do you? And just like those scenes to me are way better yeah. than the ones where he's fucking literally losing his mind, mm-hmm. dancing on the street, on the steps, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or even just like I said at the very end, where he just like he has the blood in his mouth and just wipes it onto his face. Like just the more subtle stuff to me, I find mm-hmm. more uh, impressive. Is not the right word, but more captivating. Sure. Well, well, in the same breath, I say the reason why I love Al Pacino in this movie is because he's so boisterous. But, but he's embodying a real figure. Yes, and this is like clearly how some people remember Jimmy Hoffa mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of this uh, Oscar stuff as we move through yeah. the winter months here. So, like I said, next week we'll do Marriage Story. Um, Noah, ba- ta- Noah Baumbach is Noah the Baumbach. Yep, yeah. and then uh, just from- came out on Netflix for people that are curious if yep. they want to watch. Yep, it. absolutely. And then from there we can do Uncut Gems. It comes out on Netflix as well. And uh, yeah, we got a whole list. Of- 1917 for sure. We'll 1917. Do that. That's a Sam Mendes film. You said Sam Mendes. Yep. Okay, so that's uh, like be- I said, I, I kind of mentioned it before. Sign me up right now if it's Sam Mendes. Well, Bombshell, which is going to be the opposite of this, where it's going to be. Nothing but strong women in that movie. There we go. Margot Charlize Theron morphing once again into like Charlize a, Theron. Uh, she can any white woman. She can just Nicole uh, Kidman, turn into, Margot Robbie. So yeah, well, that's a stacked cast. Apparently, I heard something about like Charlize Theron. She plays Megan Kelly, right? Yeah, she literally. She, she like, like lost her. her voice, or did something happen because she had to like do the voice so much that it probably fucked her up. Anyway? No, like when you see a still photo, you're like, oh yeah, that's crazy. She, or the hair and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like oh my god, it looks yeah. like her. <laughs> Um, okay, so until next week, uh, well, yeah, we'll probably just do uh, the marriage story next week. Might do a little sports. We're going to change up the format of the podcast as we move forward. But yeah. um, I think really hammering through some Oscar stuff as we move through December and January, I think makes the most sense. Eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we're going to do like lots of films, I think, yeah. through the next month and a bit. We could bundle a couple. We can do like two per yeah. episode or something. We'll figure, we'll it, out. figure but it out. Next week, for sure, marriage story. Um, yeah. Until then. Some right. of the bigger ones, I think we're going to do just one. For sure. Some of those... But yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so until then, uh, thank you if you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. If not, please do that. Rate and review us. Share the podcast. We appreciate it. And until then, Neil. Nothing. Listen, Neil, I got to tell you one thing. I don't wait longer than 10 minutes for most people. But for you, I think I'd wait at least 15. <laughs> thank you.